A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your day. Good morning and thanks for listening on a Monday. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. In for Farm Director Pam Yonke for the week. It looks like it will be a beautiful day. Highs of 76 plentiful sunshine, and a light breeze. Our ag meteorologist, Stu Muck, will give us a closer look at today's forecast and preview what's shaken for the rest of the week. We may see showers toward the end of the week. We've got a great show lined up for you this morning. You'll get to meet our Cattlemen of the Year, and we'll hear from the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association about new dollars that will get put to use to strengthen the dairy industry in Wisconsin and the Upper Midwest. That, markets, and more coming up. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com careers. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first. And it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. You know, once you're completed at the Wisconsin State FFA Convention, the next area that you train your eye, the National FFA Convention. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'll tell you what, I think there's a lot of kids in Wisconsin that are already getting excited about re-engaging in a big way in Indianapolis. That's where the National FFA Convention is already coming together. And boy, Bob, uh, you and I know from experience, you want to talk about crowds, you want to talk about uh, energy, that's where you'll find it in Indianapolis. You really will, because we're going to have state speaking contest winners, proficiency winners, agri-science winners, all competing down in Indianapolis, plus the regular students that just go. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And one of the people that will be in charge of that Indianapolis convention was in Madison because Scott Stump is the FFA CEO now. He's been on the job for just a short time, but he told us he knows FFA. He's been involved in the organization most of his life. 
been on the job about a year, uh, but I have had uh, 30 years worth of experience in FFA, agriculture education, and the greater world of career and technical education. It's a pleasure to be in Wisconsin, especially in a year when such great things are happening of growth to over 23,000 FFA members across this state that are on a path to enter this industry and, and be the next generation of leaders who are going to change the world for us. FFA is, is here. It's not going away. But there are pressures. As your job as CEO of the National FFA, what are some of the challenges that you see nationwide? Yeah, and as we've seen growth in membership nationwide, and we're well above three-quarters of a million students across the nation, about 14,000 agriculture instructors and FFA advisors. Uh, but, you know, the uh, we've always had a short coming of enough teachers and so uh, many years ago uh, in partnership with the National Association for Agriculture Educators started to teach ag campaign that's helped uh, but COVID has exacerbated that and the, the two years of the pandemic and all the disruption in education uh, we see a, a number of teachers that are uh, at that point of retirement and choosing to do that and young teachers that um, yeah it's been difficult uh, the past two years and are choosing to step out of the profession and uh, as we look at openings nationwide it is one of those critical risks that we're not going to be able to continue to grow and offer premier leadership personal growth and career success to students across this nation uh, unless we uh, do continue the work of bringing uh, new teachers into the profession. Is part of the challenge the fact that teaching agriculture is a lot different than it was 25, 30 years ago and 40 years ago and these were farm boys. Now we've got modern technology that we have to deal with and these teachers have to be all oh, that much better than their counterparts 40 years ago. Yeah, and I can say this uh, as being the son of an agriculture educator but then also teaching myself, uh, yes, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, yeah, as we look to the quickly emerging uh, technology around agriculture from uh, you know drones to automation with John Deere releasing in January the uh, first fully autonomous tractor that will be commercially out and available this fall. When we think about artificial intelligence, uh, you know, the technology of my day was artificial insemination and most people don't understand that there's two AIs. Well, uh, you know, the second one, uh, we've got to get our teachers uh, skilled up and equipped so that they're confident stepping into classrooms and helping students embrace that technology. On the national level, the challenges we find for agriculture sometimes they some areas, well, is, is it still important to teach agriculture? And the challenges are, are funding for the programs. We've had funding like Carl Perkins over the years and, and different funding like that. What's the status of some of those dollars from the federal government? Yeah, great question. And the problem, uh, not from a Perkins standpoint, but that our students will have to solve for, for those schools that are saying we don't need an agriculture education program anymore, I just want to remind you that there's going to be another billion people on this planet by 2030. And then by 2050, an additional billion people and all of those individuals will need access to high quality food and water and fuel and clothing. And that's what our industry does. And we're going to need more people and be the best and brightest across this nation stepping in to be able to sustainably deliver on that promise. And yes, the Federal Act uh, Perkins. Uh, Five, which was uh, reauthorized in 2018, has a specific place for agriculture. It also has a specific place for recruiting and retaining uh, and preparing uh, teachers. And so I would look to uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the work of the states to, to actively contribute and be a part of that and partners with the ag education and FFA programs in Wisconsin to equip them to meet the need of the strong agriculture industry in the state. What kind of, I guess, criteria is called for to get those 
funds, the Carl Perkins funds and others. I hear that uh, some you have to have somebody certified in, in Carl Perkins language, so to speak. Others say, no, you don't. You just got to apply for it. Yeah, each state sets its own uh, specific requirements based on the law. I mean, the law provides a framework at the federal level, but then states have the ability to individualize that and meet the needs of their local economies. Uh, the prior versions of the act, uh, Perkins 4, uh, which was in 20, 2006, really led to a requirement of or a push towards industry certifications. And I'll be honest with you, uh, over the past decade and a half that I've been working in this space, uh, agriculture has historically not had industry certifications uh, because so much of the craft is learned by doing, whether that be in the classroom, in agriculture education, or on the farmer ranch, or in the ag business uh, with your employer through your supervised agriculture experience. And uh, that's where the, there are new requirements in the new act that allow for work-based learning to meet that requirement of the industry certification so that we can document skills in different ways. And uh, I know the state office, uh, under the leadership of uh, Sharon Wendt, are doing a great job of making sure to incorporate that into how stu state or yeah, local recipients can access funds. So we can't use that excuse. The money's available. That's uh, what I believe. Now, I am not, uh, you know, I don't have a detailed knowledge of all of Wisconsin's uh, state plan, uh, but I would definitely encourage that it is allowable on a federal level, uh, and those conversations need to continue. And Scott Stump is with us, National FFA CEO at the recent Wisconsin FFA convention. You started out your presentation, Scott, talking about two different things, and I thought it was interesting. Your first one, and I think these students would agree with you, teachers. Teachers make all the difference. Uh, I know that from personal experience, from having uh, uh, two wonderful agriculture instructors in my local program, and that I've seen it in the lives of my children. I'll tell you, as a parent, that's probably the most poignant point for me. Uh, she was able to get them to say yes to opportunities that they would have never listened to mom and dad about. And that's uh, where that intersect between a wonderful agriculture instructor and a student opens up the potential that um, yeah, has always been there but needs to be unlocked, and then from there on, the students just grow. And part of... Uh what we talk about and FFA members talk about, as you mentioned, this population of the world is getting bigger. They're going to need more food. And your second point, I think, addresses that perfectly, learning. Right. If we equip students with premier leadership, personal growth, and career success, they are going to be the problem solvers, the innovators, the entrepreneurs, uh, the next Norman Borlaug uh, of the world that will be able to create sustainable ways to feed, fuel, and clothe the world. And uh, another thing, you uh, got an interactive reaction from the audience because you and I tell students the same exact thing, so I was so glad you did this. Yes versus no is so important, not that you're necessarily a winner, but that you got involved. Yeah, you don't grow by just showing up. I mean, that's a good step. But it's saying yes to going beyond showing up and being a competitor, uh, jumping into a contest or event, uh, being willing to volunteer to uh, uh, be a part of a career development event team where you're actually getting the full uh, experience of FFA. That's where Premier Leadership personal growth and career success really happens. And uh, every teacher is important. I don't care if they're what they're teaching. But the importance of, of FFA in our future you know, it's agricultural education and FFA. 
separate them a little bit, but FFA is a vital cog. It is, and uh, you know, uh, Bob, we are the we're unique. There is no other education model uh, like uh, agriculture education, FFA, and the out of classroom work based learning through supervised agriculture experiences. It is the unique intersection of those three approaches that build the habits in students that employers are looking for, that will be entrepreneurs, that will be the leaders in communities across this nation. And I know you've only been on the job for about a year, and I don't know how many state FFA conventions you've had to go to, you've had to attend, or gotten to attend. How do you think this Wisconsin ranks as far as enthusiasm, participation? Well, I have to tell you, I never got a cheesehead at any of the other conventions that I've been to, so I'm so excited to have my first cheesehead, and I will wear it proudly, uh, right on par, and, and absolutely with the growth in Wisconsin FFA. Uh, as we come back from, you know, this is the first convention in uh, uh, three years, and it is time uh, that students uh, get that renewal, that, uh, that hope, that push of motivation, and absolutely saw that happening here. Give us a little preview of Indianapolis this fall, of what you know so far. I know it's still a lot of planning to do, but uh, some of the things you're hoping to get done in Indianapolis this fall. Absolutely. We uh, look forward to being fully back at the uh, convention experience. And last year we were in person, but with uh, a stepping stone of getting us back to being able to fully deliver, uh, this year we'll be back uh, to the full array of convention sessions and speakers and workshops and tours and uh, getting students connected, whether it be at Corteva uh, or Alanco, uh, the, the local uh, businesses in the area there of uh, Indianapolis. And then uh, also getting back into uh, you know the full concert series and other experiences that allow students to come together and, and celebrate the wonderful work uh, that they've been doing locally, transferring up to the state level, and ultimately being able to show off their skills at the, the national level. But anticipating between 68, 69,000 students, teachers, and guests, and business leaders from all over the United States uh, coming into Indianapolis in October. It'll always be a good one. Scott, thanks for coming to Wisconsin. Thank you, sir. All right, our newest cheesehead, Scott Stump, who is the national CEO of the FFA organization here at our 93rd Wisconsin FFA convention in Madison. I'm Bob Osold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Ebo with great news. Now there's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out, and the new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you quality of life you deserve. Call now and schedule a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the Wise have it. 
Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, we got some good rain this weekend to tee us up for what looks like a dry week. And just to give you an idea of what came down, my parents recorded an inch and three quarters in Cadott. La Crescent saw almost a half inch, half inch in Evansville, and Reeseville two-tenths is what we got through our talk text line. That was a pretty good little rainfall on Saturday, and then we got through yesterday, a beautiful day, and like you say, it should be a pretty nice week. Not a lot of rain out there. I do have to talk about that next chance. It'd be nice to think we were getting along without, but there is a system trying to edge on in, a frontal boundary that will approach out of the west, trying to extend a bit of a warm front in initially. All this activity is still north of the U.S. and Canada border, but it will drop southeastward, not into the area. There's some very light rain in far northwest Minnesota and up into Canada right now. That's where the activity is, but it will begin to approach. And I have to expect that through the day Tuesday and into Tuesday night, there will be some showers. There could be some thunderstorm development, nothing too severe, but the thunder could rumble, put it that way. And I'd expect a tenth of an inch or two of rain. That's about all. I mean, Eau Claire probably sitting in a better chance to see measurable rain. And even there, maybe a couple of tenths to a quarter inch. Further south, that chance gets to be a little less and won't certainly add up all that much. Temperature's still a bit cool and nice today. Warm up back toward normal tomorrow and maybe a little above normal by Wednesday. Another small rain chance may try to edge in later Thursday night around toward Friday just to wrap up the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. All right, Stu, so little baby chances of rain and maybe some little accumulation, if any. Uh, what else do you got for us today? Well, nice temperatures. I think that's the part I like the best. Let's talk about sunny skies and a really nice Monday. For a lot of us, we just make our way into the upper 70s, 77, 78. 
could be close to 80 at La Crosse with the northwest winds about 5 to 10. Overnight, we stay clear, most of us, and drop into the upper 50s. Clouds could edge in at La Crosse already with a slight chance of rain to start the day. Now, that's the day tomorrow. Some sunshine, clouds redevelop. The rain chance already in the morning at La Crosse and Eau Claire and moving slowly through the day. Not happening in eastern Wisconsin until mid or late afternoon. Low 80s tomorrow with some rain around. Southwest winds at 5 to 15. Rain ends from west to east through the night, Tuesday night. Like I said, a tenth of an inch, maybe two by Wednesday. Back to sunny skies. And we stay in the 80s, probably up around 84 or 85 with the north winds at 5, a little variable. Sunshine and upper 80s already by Thursday, Stephanie. And then that next chance of rain late Thursday night may be lingering to Friday. But temperatures you can get some work done in. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. And you can visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You already know that worms approve of our shredded topsoil, but did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the humane societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the humane society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at snrremodeling.net. SNR Remodeling. Home sweet It's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window World. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. 
Imagine the freedom that would come with having your rent or mortgage payments covered for an entire year. Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison wants to make that happen for you in the Live for Free promotion. Starting at 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon, July 31st, 21 winners will roll the dice to score a cash prize between $500 and $2,000. Then at 7.30, one winner will take home the grand prize. Rent or mortgage for a year with a $25,000 cash prize. You'll want to be here. We're giving away up to $67,000 in total cash prizes. See you soon at Ho-Chunk Gaming If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Real quick, Grant, I don't think you're alone because both myself and Ben both had to text our NBA guys and both of them were like, yeah, this is kind of like the response I got was he's a wing, can't shoot. Yeah, which is a lot of guys who get drafted in the NBA. It's like, but if he learns to shoot, he can be a versatile wing who can play the four. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, isn't that that kind of type? I thought, Ben, maybe I was looking into Ty Ty Washington a lot because mm-hmm. maybe I thought, well, it worked out really well for Tyrese Maxey, you know, a Kentucky point guard that was fine in college but wasn't, like, superstar high end for Kentucky, but look what he did in the NBA. So I thought, ooh, Ty Ty Washington fell. Maybe they go that route. Uh, no, they settle for the wing who may be able to add a shot, maybe not, but can defend. And, again, wings are really valuable. My take was my initial take is that he is his ceiling is Bobby Portis. Everything I've read is that high motor rebounds plays his ass off and then not much on the offensive end, but the ceiling is maybe he'll give you the effort buckets and bring the juice that way. So maybe when Portis finally departs, this guy steps in. My other question is, and I know I, I assume you do. Do you have a burning take on Hugo Basson? Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, 
is I don't have a burning take on Hugo, Hugo Basson. My burning take is that the draft takes too long because I didn't watch. Thank you, Grant. I brought that up that at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I said I didn't realize because yeah. I remember having it on in the past always is like background noise, right? Never like super focused yeah. on it like the NFL draft. But you'll be like, oh, you know, the, the top three to five players, those are big names that everyone's looking for. Okay, they went. <laughs> now let me check in and out of this draft until the, the Bucks pick. I never remember it taking that long. It was 10 o'clock, and they were just starting the second round. Yeah, and I I did watch as my main event last night, and I was super amped on my show. Ben, I think, heard moments of it last night. He was in there getting ready for Kenny and I. <laughs> I was laughing. I had nothing going on last night. I know. For, like, the first time in three years, I had no commitment. I had a buddy call me as I was leaving work, and I'm like, no. If he's going to ask me to hang out or do something, no, I refuse. I'm going home. I'm sitting down, and I'm going to take it in. And we got to the end of the first round, and I'm like, I don't really want to watch this any longer. I, I just heard Jay Billis too many times explain to Malika Andrews who the like the next best available were. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so, no, I didn't even watch the second round. Uh, today, basically, I'm going to learn about Bochamp, and that's all you're going to get from me on the show. We'll do the other guy, the Frenchie, at, at a later date. <laughs> or maybe in five years when he finally comes to America. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I really didn't turn it on last night. I had no desire to. I tried to catch when Johnny Davis was going to get taken, but then it went in commercials, and Woj ruined the pick anyway. Uh, as as normal. Uh, my other question to you, there are a bunch of stuff that happened aside from what the Bucks did, aside from Johnny Davis. Do you think it was a little disrespectful that Coach K made a video for Paolo Bancaro, but not for Mark Williams and not for A.J. Griffin and not for Wendell Moore? Do you think that was a little disrespectful from the former coach? Well, well first of all, wait, Duke had the first overall pick and all of those first-round guys. They must have won the national title last year, right? Like, at least gone to the, the national title game. Like, no way they would have lost to North Carolina or something like that last year, right, with all, all that talent. I mean, come on. No, I – Dude, when when Coach K popped up on the screen after Paolo got picked, the first person I thought of was you, Ben, um, because it was Coach K just doing a classic Coach K, like just finding a way to be involved in something. Bill Self was there. Bill Self was at the draft. He wasn't really on screen except for shaking his guy's hands. Like, he was there to celebrate with him. That was nice. But Coach K is like, no, I got a, like, evil – uh, like evil villain movie style, like show up on screen with a recorded message to play for my guy. It was just oh, too much. Yeah, he's, I thought of you, Ben. It made uh, me laugh. Coach K is too busy sitting in the office. He never gave up to the new head coach that's actually doing the job to again, <laughs> as he leaked to John Rothstein, not show up at games because that's news we should care about. Yeah, uh, I've had enough of Coach K, although honestly, it did make me laugh when Powell got picked last night. By the way, you mentioned Woj. First of all, I hate that Woj tweets picks. I think it's despicable. He got got yesterday, dude. Yeah, the only reason you do it is to prove that you can do it. There's no utility. There's no one at home saying, come on, tweet the picks to save me time because I have other things to do. I need these extra two minutes in between picks to, I don't know, do laundry or cook dinner or whatever. Screw you, Woj. Like, we get it. You know people. You don't have to tip picks. But whatever, if you want to tweet it, fine. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining me on a Monday. I'm Stephanie Hoff, in for Pam Youngke through the rest of the week. We've got a dairy focus for the rest of the show this morning. But before we talk dairy, our own Taylor Schaefer introduces us to the 2022 Cattleman of the Year. 
The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association has officially announced their 2022 Cattleman of the Year. Steve Springer was the award recipient, and he's a third-generation beef farmer from Iowa County. Currently serves on the Cattlemen's Beef Board after his nomination from WCA, and he's also a member of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, WCA, and the Iowa County Cattlemen's Association. My name is Steve Springer, and I'm a cow-calf producer from southwest Wisconsin, Iowa County specifically. Um, Third generation. Um, that's basically all we've all I've ever done. And we've never milked cows. Uh, there's a lot of really good um, beef producers in that part of the country. Uh, I got involved with my local Iowa County Cattlemen's Association, which then led to Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, which then led to being um, placed on the CBB board, or the Cattlemen's Beef Board, um, and that's uh, that's kind of how things fell fell in line for me. Um, I'm a proponent, a proponent of uh, uh, beef industry, and I'm, you know, I like our product a lot. Mm-hmm. Talk about your operation at home. What exactly does that look like from gate to plate? We run uh, a number of cow calf pairs. Um, well, our cow calf base is basically Hereford Angus Cross, so we have black white faced cows. Uh, we'll come back with uh, either Hereford or Angus bulls on some of them, and then we use uh, quite a few Charlotte bulls too as a terminal cross. Um, we'll background our calves uh, after weaning, we'll wean our calves normally in October, first part of November. Um, we'll background those calves until uh, about 60 days. 75 days roughly uh, mark those calves generally as eight weight feeders in in january is, is our deal we follow uh, i think a pretty good uh, vaccination protocol um, we'll vaccinate those calves uh, three times throughout their lives basically spring early fall and then just prior to weaning we also follow uh, quiet weaning practices um, either fence line or nose flap weaning and that's been a real boom to us. Our, our pull rate, uh, the stress level on those calves has went down dramatically. That's what our operation basically looks like. You know, we provide our own feed, uh, most vast majority of our own feed. Mm-hmm. And what I'm curious to know, too, is how many years have you been involved with the board and what exactly is your role? I've been involved in, with Wisconsin Cattlemen's for some time. I was placed uh, on the Beef Council at that time. These boards, you should have other people on the boards too right and so uh, but I was contacted to be uh, if I'd be interested in being on the cattleman's beef board which handles your checkoff dollar so when you take an animal to market and that dollars um, uh, taken from your um, your check and used for promotion 50 cents of that dollar stays in the state of Wisconsin and 50 cents moved to the National Cattleman's Beef Board and so I was nominated to be part of that um, a part of that. Uh, it was placed on there a year ago. Again, that's Steve Springer, the 2022 Cattleman of the Year. This award honors a cattle producer from Wisconsin who excels in various areas of the state's industry and exemplifies the ideals of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. More information on the award can be found on the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association website, and a full list of award recipients can be found at MidwestFarmReport.com. Congratulations, Steve Springer, the 2022 Cattleman of the Year. And thanks to Taylor Schaefer for sharing the news with us. Taylor will be with us for the rest of the week and then begin her reign as the 75th Alice in Dairyland on July 5th. Stay tuned for markets coming up.
BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. Come see us at this year's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in Loyal, Booth B136. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas, like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Culver's is on the road. They've started their cheese curd tour across the U.S., stopping in 17 cities. And for folks who may not know, those curds are coming from the heart of America's Dairyland in eastern Chippewa County. LaGrander's Hillside Dairy in Stanley, Wisconsin, is proud to be the sole supplier of Culver's cheese curds that are now touring the country. Ryan LaGrander gives us a history on that partnership. Yeah, we are the only supplier for Culver's on their cheese curds. Um, it's, and we've been with them from the beginning, so... Uh, we were approached back in the early 2000s about making some uh, cheese curds and freezing them, and uh, they went. Uh, they would be for batter and breading for deep frying, and uh, they were for Culver's. It started pretty small back in the day, but uh, you know, has obviously grown tremendously since then, and uh, it's been a great partnership ever since. Share the volume with us. Just how many cheese curds are you preparing for Culver's alone? Yeah, so just for Culver's, we're producing. Um, over 7 million pounds a year of, uh, of cheese curds for them. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and you guys also have, I mean, your own, because you, you also have fresh curds, correct? Yeah, we produce, uh, so we, we produce cheese curds every day. We're doing about three truckloads, so about uh, 150,000 pounds of curd every day. Um, they're available at our store, and, and uh, we send them all across the country. Give us an idea of your footprint 
though? How many dairy farmers are you working with? What's that radius of where you're getting your milk from? Yeah, so our milk is coming from uh, about a 50-mile radius um, from, um, they're all family-owned farms, and uh, there's about 130 of them that ship milk to us. Um, we have uh, contract haulers that go out and pick them up every day and, and bring them down to the plant. So what is the secret, Ryan, for how good your curds are? Yeah, I can't tell all the secrets, but, um, you know, it starts with quality. Quality milk makes quality cheese, and, uh, you know, we strive every day to, to, to make the highest quality cheese curds we can, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, they're wholesome, fresh tasting, and... Uh, you know, that's really what it comes down to. And that's the goodness that others in the United States will get to enjoy thanks to the Culver's Traveling Food Truck. Ryan LeGrander joining us from LeGrander's Hillside Dairy in Stanley, Wisconsin. And now we'll take a look at our markets. From Chicago, December new crop corn is down 15 and a quarter, trading at 6.58 and three quarters. November new crop soybeans up three cents at 14.27 and a quarter. And wheat is trading at 9.31 and a quarter, up seven and a half cents. July milk is down 14 cents, trading at 22.64 a hundredweight, and August milk trading at 23.42 a hundredweight, down eight cents. I've got an update on the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center, Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom Spitz. And David Fink of Settlers Bank. We're happy to introduce our newest Vice President of Commercial Lending, John Schroeder. I'm excited to be part of the Settlers Bank team, and I look forward to building relationships and providing credit solutions to businesses throughout Dane County. To contact John, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
The USDA has made a significant investment in the region's dairy industry. The department directed $20 million to the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance. The Center for Dairy Research and the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association administer the Business Innovation Alliance. Grace Atherton with Cheesemakers shares more on the new money and how it will allow the alliance to expand. But first, Grace, for people who are unfamiliar with the alliance, tell us who you are and what you do. So the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance was created as part of the 2018 U.S. Farm Bill. Uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin uh, proposed DBIA and several other dairy business innovation initiatives across the country that would support uh, innovation and advancement in the dairy industry. So since its inception back in 2018, the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance in Wisconsin has administered over $3.7 million in 79 grants to dairy farms and businesses in a five-state coverage area. Uh, We've conducted market research and product development projects, and we've delivered a lot of direct technical assistance as well to Midwestern dairy farmers and processors. So the main goal of DBIA is really just to strengthen and help advance the dairy industry in Wisconsin and the upper Midwest. It currently covers Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. And uh, we're very fortunate to have support in that endeavor from USDA, as you mentioned, and Senator Baldwin, and to have the partnership of the Center for Dairy Research in that effort. So what will Center for Dairy Research and the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association do with the money? Well, the $20 million uh, that was announced yesterday in Waterloo, Wisconsin, uh, will come from the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, funds. And that that $20 million will help expand DBIA's coverage area, first of all. We'll be able to serve uh, dairy businesses in Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, and Ohio, in addition to our five-state coverage area that we currently have. That money will also help us increase the available grant funding we can provide to dairy farmers and processors in that region. So our business builder program is designed to provide grants for small to medium-sized projects, things like diversifying on-farm activity, creating value-added products, engaging in export activities, things like that. Those awards will now be uh, eligible for up to $100,000 per award with thanks to this funding. Uh, and our industry impact grant program, which is designed to support larger scale efforts that could have an impact across the entire dairy industry in the upper Midwest, those will be bumped up to uh, up to $500,000 per award. So we're really seeing uh, an increase in both coverage area of DBIA and available grant funding, which will be incredibly helpful, we hope, uh, and we think, to dairy farmers and processors in the region. We'll also be able to launch some new dairy research projects at CDR, which is very exciting. And we're hoping to create a mentorship program so we can help engage longtime dairy business leaders in the area with newer entrepreneurs to really continue, uh, you know, that, that creativity and that advancement that keeps the industry moving forward. And as you mentioned, it's not just the footprint that will be expanding. It's also the pocketbook of how, many, how much money in grants that can go out. How can dairy businesses take advantage of grant money today? Is there an application period that's open right now? Is there a website with more information? There absolutely is. So uh, if folks go to cdr.wisc.edu slash DBIA, I know that's a lot of letters, 
uh, cdr.wisc.edu slash DBIA. They'll find information there about uh, DBIA's technical assistance programs that we offer, as well as those grant programs. So the next round of the Dairy Business Builder Grants, which again are those small to medium-sized grants we offer uh, to dairy farmers and processors, those will be open again for uh, new applications in September of this year of 2022. Uh, and we just finished a round of uh, industry impact grants, which again are those larger dollar, larger impact proposals. Uh, so those uh, should be announced later this fall. To talk about another aspect of what this money can do, research. And you already said there's there will be more research underway. Can you give us some specific examples of what the Center for Dairy Research has been working on? Sure. So we're, we're excited, as you mentioned, to, to be able to use some of this funding through the American Rescue Plan Act for these new dairy research projects at Center for Dairy Research. That's really, as, it, as their name suggests, that's really what they are the experts at, uh, creating, you know, exploring new pathways and new innovative uh, projects to, to help further the dairy industry as a whole. So we're looking forward to uh, supporting the pursuit of things like creating value-added products, uh, what options there might be there that haven't been explored yet, as well as uh, sort of emerging research opportunities uh, like biofermentation of dairy residues. So there are a lot of opportunities there. There are a lot of uh, different research angles that can be pursued, and we're, we're very much looking forward to doing that at CDR. How is the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance helping our dairy producers and processors get through the challenges that we're facing today from supply chain disruption to inflation? Sure. Well, there are a lot of uh, a lot of common challenges that dairy farmers and processors are seeing, and we're excited that this funding will not only build on the foundation of the impact DBIA has already had, helping folks with, uh, you know, whether it's raising capital, uh, getting a grant for a project that they've been wanting to pursue that will change their business or change the industry in some way, uh, to serving more farmers and processors in a broader area because we know this industry is so connected. Uh, you know, no one no one does it alone, and, and this is a very well-connected dairy industry that we have, and we want to support that. Uh, all the way to, you know, creating a mentorship program. I think one key strength of DBIA that we're looking to build on and a strength of, of the dairy industry really as a whole is uh, the ability to connect longtime dairy business leaders, you know, folks who have been in the industry for decades and have plenty of experience to draw on, connecting those people with newer entrepreneurs, people who might be just starting out making cheese or yogurt or butter or whatever it might be, uh, because that's how we learn, right? That's how uh, folks that are newer to the industry can can learn to tackle challenges that might come up uh, that these longer-time leaders may have experienced already and can offer some advice on. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.